Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox. Today, we're in a very special place. Where are we at, Tim? Well, we're in Greenville, Illinois at Epworth Camp, a program of a camp that uses Durley Campground, which is a free Methodist campground in Greenville, and it's a great place. It so is. We're doing, a, we're doing a youth camp this week, 6th through 12th graders. Yep. It's beautiful. It's not too hot. It's a little bit overcast, a little chance of rain. Everything's green. Birds are chirping. I hope you can hear these birds chirping. And uh, we're in the tabernacle. It's a little bit echoey, but uh, we just had a good time of worship this morning. It's good. Yep. It's been great. And um, I'm here leading with our summer team from Harvest Ministry. And uh, Harvest is like kind of the umbrella of this podcast and other podcasts we do. And Dave here, you're here on the other side of things. I get to be a counselor. <laughs> Yeah, this is my second year at this place as a counselor, and uh, I got my boys here, and my wife and my mom and dad are here too as a special thing, and uh, it's just it's almost like family camp. And, and a nephew and a niece. A nephew and a niece, and yeah. my cousin Tim. And a cousin. <laughs> is there anybody else related? Well, yeah, maybe later somebody will visit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so we thought um, since we're here, and and also since we didn't get ahead on podcast before this week at camp. That's right. We thought we'd better do a little episode to encourage worship leaders and maybe on a different side of things than usual. And so we're going to jump in here with this kind of impromptu discussion yep. sitting in the tabernacle here. Well, the first thing is, if you have never been to a camp before, you're missing out. You're absolutely missing out. Um, I grew up doing that. All, both of us do, grew up doing this and uh, impacted our lives, impacts a lot of people's lives. And so if you're a worship leader and you never, if your church doesn't do camp for some reason or another, you should look into it and, and find out a way to get involved with camp, period. Whether you're, worship, whether you're uh, leading worship or you're uh, just a, a counselor or a camp or whatever. Yeah, being part of church camp is, um, I've said it on other podcasts, I probably sound like a broken record, but we're investing you know five or six days here, and you're talking about 102 waking hours with people which is like two years of Sunday school or two years of church. Well, at church so. camp, that's probably more like two, 250 work, waking hours because there's not a lot of sleep at church camp. Oh, yeah, there's definitely not a lot of sleep. <laughs> You're kind of around the whole time. But um, there is the element of what you just said about worship leaders being a part. Any any Christian leader can be a part of a youth camp because that's just a good way to help um, build relationships and community and, and reach out to the next generation. But um, as far as worship ministry goes, it's good for worship leaders to use their gifts and skills to serve at a summer camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just, I mean, music is a big part of it, and you can really have an impact just taking your guitar or keyboard or your team or half your team or whoever you have mm -hmm. to lead music for uh, kids or youth camp. And I could probably talk for a little while about that. I don't know the exact um, reasons, but uh, there, there are some. Yeah, well, let me ask you first. Um, you're going to camp. Are you taking all your gear from church, or do you have special camp gear? Well, um, this this is kind of answering a couple different ways. One is production at camp is not usually great, unless you're, I mean, certain camps, everybody has their own definition at camp. If you're talking kind of what we're talking about here, just a, a rustic pavilion with a stage on one end and outlets, then um, that's one thing. And then you may have some other camps that have enclosed auditoriums and sanctuaries, big, you know, monstrosities. You can hardly tell you're not at your own church type feel. Either way, you do have to change your flow and your, you have to downshift a little bit when you sing at camp. Mm -hmm. Even if they do have great production, you're, you're in a different, unfamiliar spot. And so everything is a little different. Everything is a little changed. And the 
the non-focus on production is really kind of one of the benefits of taking a week or two in the summer and leading camp. So for your question with production, our ministry is set up basically for these events. And so the only production stuff we do have is to bring to camp. So there you we go. We just have a couple little subs and a couple speakers, our sound system, in-ear monitors, which might be overkill for camp, but we could probably do about 500 people with our system. And that's pretty much the thing we keep in our trailer and take all the time. I imagine in-ear does make it easier than old-fashioned wedges for monitors. And this city, this tabernacle is very echoey, and uh, especially when you get everybody in here. It, mm-hmm. it probably is better with in-ears, isn't it? Well, it's easier to mix, and it's just easier. Yeah, it's not as loud on stage. And yeah. Easier to do the, yeah, all the way around is probably better. But there's also the element of um, of church groups going to do camps. That's where it could get hard because most churches don't just have a decent beefy portable sound system sitting mm-hmm. around they could just drag off and yeah it's not gonna be easy to take your you know church sound system out and, mm-hmm. and and do music at camp so this particular camp we're at actually has a sound system it was all set up when we got here you know the skeleton of it but we just use our own stuff because we're used to it so you know it just probably depends but i think the not it's not the lack of production because we have pro presenter running and words on the screen and all the kids are engaged mm-hmm. i think it's just the the sense that when you're at camp, at least this setup here, we're leading music for morning worship, for noontime, fun assembly, camp song type mode, and then evening worship. And so we're doing that all week long. There, There's a different flow to that. You just can't, you know, it's, it's not like Sunday worship leading where mm-hmm. you think about it all week and then sing four or five songs. It's more like all week long, you just have this constant rolling mind of, all right, we're going to be meeting these kids in a little bit. And so these are some songs that they sang well while ago, and we're going to add them to the list again. And Yeah. And... <clears throat> And that's probably another aspect to camp leadership is uh, the type of songs you pick and the flow of how you do it, which yeah. is totally different than Sunday where you try to do something new every week. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a different set. Like you don't want to repeat within the last four or five weeks at least. Here you want to repeat like a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Some kind of formula. I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. If you did A, B, C, and D song, the next time you would do A, B, E, and C. And then mm-hmm. next time you'd do B, C, E. I mean, it's like, yeah, you just, it's constant kind of keeping the kids. So they they leave the week with music in their head, worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Well, one of the things I'm going to leave with my head, with, with, uh, in my head, it was, um, the one where we're, we're singing, moving to the left, moving to the right. What, oh, what yeah. was that one? That's deep cries out. That's a Bethel song from the old Ye- days. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I leaned over to Leanne and I said, Hey, let's do this on church on Sunday. It's summertime. <laughs> It'll throw them way off. They have, they have no idea what's going on. Um, yep. and, uh, I'm serious. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask her. It'd be great. Well, we did it last two Sundays ago at our church because the youth band was playing. Oh, nice. And so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's hard just to say, okay, everybody's gonna go left to the right. But <laughs> right. Even adults can kind of like sort of move. I mean, it's like yeah. There's there's differences in all the congregations. Some would just jump right into it, and some would be like, oh, it's youth, so we'll do it. And For sure. Other ones probably do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all different styles. There's a a unique idea of camp worship leadership and that is the the um the people are all different mm-hmm. so you have no history of what people know and what songs they know yeah. and how they're going to sing them and that adds a whole nother level of uh, not really science but like a whole nother level of heart connection like mm-hmm. prayer and trying to make sure that you're helping them sing songs yeah. and engage and uh 
I did notice that you asked how many people were here last year, and, and it was, what was it, like 80%? Yeah, a big chunk of people. Like so even if they were here last year, maybe heard certain songs, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, you know, I, I think that's that's fantastic. Even if you do the same songs you did last year, it's, it's Yeah, some people, I mean, they come to camp and they want tradition. That's why yeah. Michael W. Smith still sings Friends at the end of every concert. Oh, yeah? Like, you get stuck in that and you can't get out of it. Yeah. And depending on the age group, if, um, you know, like Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the camp song from whenever that was written, yeah, it gets sung because everybody is, um, well, I know it stays in middle school camps like crazy. Yeah. Because the sixth graders learn it. And then they come back in seventh grade and they just want to sing it again. Then they come back in eighth grade and they just want to show everybody. Mm-hmm. So then the sixth graders learn it again. And so it's just a vicious cycle and like we can never stop singing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of wraps up the story of, of Moses. So I mean, it's a neat, yeah. neat little thing. It's good stuff. Yep. It's hilarious. Um, I don't know if there's anything more to say about um, the people who, uh, oh, you might hear a golf cart go by. I don't Another know if there's joyful. any more to say about the people um picking songs for a a wide selection of different church backgrounds and different everything. But um, the main goal of leading worship at your church or at camp for sure is helping the congregation sing. Yeah. Like that's the whole goal. And, and so we even had that little powwow this morning after worship. We're like sitting in the back, just saying this kind of dictates, I mean, the keys you pick, the volume of the drums, the volume of the sound, the volume of the, overall mix, the way the words are presented, the way people are sitting in chairs, uh, all, all the different variables that you would think about on Sunday apply at camp. And, and there's two good things about it. One is camp is so flexible that you can actually change mm-hmm. things. Like we could take all these chairs right now that are sitting in this tabernacle and put them in a huge circle and mm-hmm. just do it that way tonight or whatever. And we've done stuff like that before. So that's one thing is there's flexibility. And number two, there is the, um, the kind of the, longevity of that week like if you bring three or four people from your church and lead worship at your youth camp or children's camp by the end of that week you know each other well and you know a lot of songs really well Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) no matter no matter how you slice it so that's that's like a gift to your team yes yep so what's been your impressions of um a kid singing at this particular recording we've only had like two worship times and the first night yeah, this is only Tuesday of a Monday through Friday camp. Yeah. And the first night we didn't push too hard to make them do this or that. Yeah. Just because we don't want to like... We we had just done a camp here before this camp at the same place. Mm-hmm. The uh, fledgling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I often have to tell our harvest band, we start small and grow to a big ordeal. And then we send everybody off. And then five hours later, we started again. And if we stay big we scare everybody off yeah. because it's like they didn't have a chance to connect with us. Oh, okay. So we have to go back to small and not be rowdy and wild and crazy yeah. and then grow again with that camp. Uh-huh. And then when this week's done, we load up Friday night and go to the next event, set up and do all day Saturday. We have to start small again and grow with them. Nice. Because if you just stay big, then everybody is like lost. Yeah. Well, I was really impressed with um, you were gone this morning. You had a meeting or something to go mm-hmm. to. And so your team who are made up of, Recent high, high school graduates, They're, one was a college graduate, yeah. but very young people, having that, uh, having that leadership quality of just taking charge, doing what needs to be done, having the energy, reading the crowd, all that kind of stuff, uh, that, you've trained them well. Yeah, I mean, and, and most of Harvest team members are like, our paths cross with people who are like seeking that type of 
ministry or that type of opportunity. Yeah. And so they have a lot of gifts in general. But one of the best ways to train leaders in worship is to not be there. To not be there. I like it. <laughs> if you always are having to be the guy, yeah. then people look to you and count on you to do it. But if you're gone, somebody has to do it. That's that's pretty great. <laughs> so that's how I've taught my church into being gone about a third of the Sundays yeah. every year. Okay. I, I, I'm going to get some ideas here. <laughs> well, you have to kind of get that's, to that That's point. my walk away. That's my takeaway. Yeah, it's take like, away. hmm. How can I have more vacation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, it is true, and they did a great job. And actually, my meeting this morning was um, doing Facebook Live prayer times with people from our church and people from the ministry. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting back kind of listening, and it worked out pretty well. Cool. Yep. Well, the I, I like your phrase, the takeaway. What does somebody take away from this? We have a lot of worship leader toolbox podcasts that are pretty practical and a lot of um, other resource-type mindset of you know what to do with this and what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so this podcast episode is probably more of an encouragement to leaders to say it. One of the things that's good about campus, cause you kind of realize that God's spirit moves, whether the song was perfect or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I always walk the fine line of, I don't want to just say be sloppy, mm-hmm. but I also don't want people to be so entrenched that if you can't go grab your guitar, or your keyboard and show up at a camp and play without backing tracks and click tracks yeah. and everything else, then, then, you've gotten yourself pigeonholed into how are you going to lead worship in just the settings where it really matters. Like yeah. people are there and you need to lead it. Well, perfection is an, is an idol. <clears throat> yeah. And so you don't bow down to the, to the idol of, of perfection. Just do it. And, uh, it, you're not even, you're not even there to do it right or correct or, or whatever. You're just there to show up and then the Holy spirit takes over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that word perfection, that's a good phrase. Perfection is an idol. And so I think a lot of people say, well, excellence is a, not an idol. It's a goal. Like, oh, to yeah. do yeah, the yeah. best you can. So I think yeah. excellence is different than perfection. It is. But um, we, I, I just think the chaos of summer camp, even yeah. like today, we, we, in case anybody listens to this, I'm not worried about this because that's camp for you, but we dismissed a whole slew of kids to the wrong thing. Oh, no. <laughs> because it was supposed to be go to your small groups and discuss the oh, message. Yeah. And instead, we sent them all to seminars. And so there were kids all over the place in groups they'd never even met. I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah. So it'll probably all smooth over. But that's the kind of stuff that uh, doesn't matter in 100 years. No. But the kind of stuff that does is kids and children at these camps having seeds planted in their hearts, hearing messages, encountering Jesus, and their lives changing and, and generations after them changing because of that kind of like Holy Spirit power. So yeah. Um, a, I like the aspect of um, you, you're doing this on a regular basis. So this is not a vacation for you. This is not yeah. retreat. This is, this is what you do. But uh, our audience is mostly uh, doing the same thing every Sunday and, and week in, week out. This is a retreat for everyone. This is for the campers, but this is a, it's a change of pace. And so if you're leading all week long, uh, if you just happen to jump into that, um, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of work. It's a little bit something different than what you're doing. It is relaxing. It's refreshing. And it is very edifying mm-hmm. to, to, get, to get raw, to, to get your shoes dirty, and maybe get some mosquito bites or something like yeah. that just, just to be raw. Uh, it's very refreshing. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, even even reflecting on my own world of being involved in our church, you know, regular worship person and regular staff team member of the church, 
I do that all year long and even during the weeks of these events. Mm. But the flow of being gone for six weeks in the summer and just being at these type of things is 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 like I think it's what kept me doing this in the same format for, you know, all these years. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty neat. But we've mostly talked about the production side and um the get you know, set up and people sitting in like worship services. There's also the other benefit of any kind of little camp type setting where you can do outdoor stuff. Yeah. Like outdoor campfire worship stuff and i've done tons of that over the years and even this camp toward the end of the week they all go out and read kind of the creation story under the stars right yeah i don't know if they'll do that again but they've done it in the past and uh so the the outdoor aspect to summer camp is is Mm -hmm. powerful because i don't want to fall into the trap of you know uh equating nature with god but god created nature and because of that and because of the pulling away and I'm sure the birds are coming through these mics and because of just the trees and the lake and the trails and the being out in the middle of nowhere, that is what opens up your heart to hear God's voice. Yeah. Same with the ocean, same with the mountains. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just like the majesty is overwhelming. Yeah. So. And, uh, there's a squirrel literally 10 feet from us right now. He's just kind of, kind of walking around seeing so what's going on. <laughs> yep. Squirrel. Definitely. Yeah, they're creepy little creatures. Yeah. Hey, well, um, it's good to have you here this week at camp, and it's been fun to do these podcasts over the last um, uh, year or so. I guess it'll be a year like in November. I think so. And hopefully, before the next one, we'll get a chance to have internet someplace and meet up on Zoom again. Yeah. And then the groove again for the fall. And uh, for anybody who's listening and you've gotten this far in the podcast, I want to thank you for joining us and also thank you for uh, your ministry and your church. And we'd love to connect with you. If you have a question or anything that you would like to ask or see on an episode as far as a challenge or an issue you're dealing with in your church, then be sure to email us. And you can use Dave's email, dave at worshipleadertoolbox.com. And we would love to try to uh, connect and, and help be helpful to you. And also, we would love for you to connect with our uh, worshipleadertoolbox.com webpage and Facebook page and the Facebook group. Any of those things you can be a part of, and you're welcome to do so. And we love memes, so yeah, post them. We need to we need to uh, see what you have, and um, and we need to repost them when we see them. Yep. I see them every once in a while. I never think to share them a bunch. I don't know why. Um, and so I don't know if, uh, we have anything else we'd like to say, but do you have any final well, thoughts, Dave, about camp in general? Oh, camp, or worship or camp is just wonderful. I, I started thinking about, I was going to talk about some of the interviews we got coming up, a messianic church, uh, worship leader, um, uh, a woman from a church I used to go to about five years ago and she's very dynamic. I'm excited about that one. And then a couple other ones, um, and a, um, a woman who is blind who leads, who's been leading worship for a long time now. And that's a very interesting interview coming up. Uh, looking forward to those. But camp, oh, man, I can't even tell you. Uh, you got not-so-great food, and that's that's part of the experience. You got insects and, and you know, spraying yourself with stuff all the time and whatever. But you've got sunshine. You've got vitamin D. And you've got vitamin G. You've got, you've got God. You've yeah. got uh, the spiritual aspect of everything. You've got... The camaraderie and people making friends. It's just watching the campers um, really have a good time. It just it just feeds your soul. You, you just have to do a camp. If you're not involved with camp, get involved with camp. 
That is awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, and we will speak with you next time. See ya.